Good morning again, everyone. Now we're well into the second part of the morning. And so in our classes today, at this time, after the noon Arctic and in the afternoon after the Abhishek, I want to discuss this beautiful song written by one Krishna Das, disciple of Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, as a supplement to the Thakur's Sanskrit uh, stotram describing the daily eightfold lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Nabudvip. It's like a, a life in the day of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Just like in our day, a day in the life, a day in the life, a life in the day, a day in the life. <laughs> and just like in our life, we have a basic uh, schedule usually that we follow. So we could jot it down. Then within that, there'll be many variations and, and whatnot. So this is the basic outline of the life, daily life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in eternity. And there are many variations, many uh, waves in that ocean. Gaur-lila is, is like a bottomless, fathomless, shoreless ocean. It's difficult to uh, feel that one can speak uh, comprehensively on it. Vishwana Chakravati Thakur has said in his stotram, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Charanayor he says, the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, an implication is his lila, his pastimes, they are sesha keshadibhi, unlimited, sesha and adibhi, all the gods and goddesses, they cannot fathom it, they cannot understand it. It's beyond their comprehension. Krishna Lila is said by Vyasarai to be like this too in his opening stanza to the great Srimad Bhagavatam. He says, Muyanti Atsuraya. The pastimes of Krishna, Tene Brahmahudayadikavye Muyanti Atsuraya. The pastimes of Krishna, even the gods are bewildered by that. And we see it in the Lila that's recorded in those pages later on in Srimad Bhagavatam. Brahma was bewildered. Indra was bewildered by the pastimes. Sesh is, is an expansion of Ram himself. He's bewildered in that he cannot speak enough about it, and he has a great capacity to speak, being of a thousand mouths. He cannot speak about one pastime comprehensively, but to speak of the entirety of the ever-expanding, unlimited leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Once Sridharmarth was asked why the intelligent people don't all come around and embrace the Krishna conception of Godhead. So he quoted this slok, Muyanti Atsuraya. It's bewildering even to big intelligent people like Brahma and Shiva. Intelligence is not the uh, means to, to enter there. As a secret access, we have to go by the heart. You have to get the key from the heart of another Vaishnava, like Vishwana Chakravati Thakur. Is given the key here in these verses to what is the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's oceanic, as I said. He's made a channel from his heart where that ocean is flowing 
and so many waves of, of, of bhava are, are rising and crashing, tossing and, and turning him in his life from that ocean of his heart where Krishna Lila is fully, Gaur Lila is fully manifesting eternally. He made a channel to our ear. And if it goes into our ear and enters our heart, then we can begin to understand something about it. If we hear submissively from such saintly persons, otherwise not possible to access. It is said by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that Krishna Lila, Krishna Lila, Amritasar, Tar Shata Shata Dhar, Dashadike, he says, Krishna Lila is the essence of nectar. Amrita Sar. Amrita means nectar. And Sar means essence. And Amrita means also Amrit. Mrita means death. Amrit means no death. Deathless. So he said, Krishna Lila is the essence of deathlessness. Deathlessness means of those who live in eternity beyond death, those who can conquer over death. This is, of course, the problem for everyone. There's one thing that's sure in this world, and that is death, that we cannot avoid. People like to dismiss the idea of God sometimes, but no one can dismiss death. No one can stop it. It is out of our control. Shall we therefore conclude, out of pride, because it's out of our control, there is no one in control. If it's out of control our control, that implies that there is some control. <laughs> so to say, oh, it's not within our control when we will die, how we will die, therefore there's no one in control, nothing, can, no, we don't accept it. Death is the, is the hand of, of God. Prabhupada used to like to say that it is like the mouse, the rat, in the mouth of a cat for the atheist. But death is like the kitten in the mouth of the cat for the devotee. The same cat takes the kitten in her mouth by the back of her neck and takes her from one place to the next. So who takes shelter of Krishna? Death is a small thing. Death is a small thing means eternality is a small thing. Mukti, liberation from birth and death is a small thing. The essence of that thing, of deathlessness, is the life within eternity. And that is what we mean by Krishna Lila. To end death and all the suffering of the material world is one half of the spiritual equation of our life. But once death is ended, then will there be any life? Anything that resembles life as we know it? Yes, that is Krishna Lila. It resembles this in some ways, but it's very different at the same time. It's deathless. Beyond death means it must be beyond all exploitation, because it's this exploitation that is causing our death, our exploitive tendency, as a result of our being under the influence of the mind and senses. When you're under the influence of your mind and senses and they make demands upon you, you feel, owing to identification with the body, incomplete. So therefore you have to reach out and take. But actually your soul is full. Soul doesn't need to eat, sleep. It's full and full of joy. But when the soul identifies with the body, then it has so many problems that go with the body. 
So in that misidentification with body, then we are on the take. We are feeling incomplete. And so everybody taking. This is the plane of exploitation. So to rise above that is to become deathless. And the implication is to become free from exploitation. If we become free from taking, then we live in a land where only giving is the norm. Everyone is giving. That is Krishna Leela. Everyone giving fully. They found the proper center, therefore they can give fully. If you want to give, that's a good thing. But if you want to give fully, you have to find someone who's capable of taking completely. That is Krishna. God is the supreme enjoyer. He can take everything that you offer. And why he can take it? Because by his taking, you end up getting. So Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami said, the essence of Amrit, that is Krishna Lila, the essence of nectar, of deathlessness, of eternality, is the divine play of, of God. And it flows, he says, in streams, in hundreds of thousands of streams in all directions, all ten directions, means north, south, east, west, northeast, southeast, southwest, and up and down. Up, oh, and up and down, right. Those eight and then up and down. All directions. Flowing in hundreds of thousands of streams means the Leela is are, are unlimited. We have a Leela Granta of the Goswamis. They've written so many books about the Krishna Leela. And you think if we read all those books, then you know everything about the Krishna Leela. They are just books that are just scratching the surface. And new Leelas they're experiencing every day. Such devotees like the Goswamis. They experienced those Leelas in their hearts and they wrote about them. I've said before, take all these scriptures together and there are quite uh, uh, a number of them. Of the Vedic scriptures, there is no more voluminous body of, uh, of, of literature, secular or religious. Vedas, Upanishads, Puranas, and so forth. Itihas, Mahabharata. Take all this together. And all that the Goswamis have churned from that, the nectar of all these Shastras. Nana, Shastra, Vichara, they took all these scriptures and they extracted the essence from them. These scriptures, Bhagavatam in particular, it's just like milk. Milk is nourishing, but milk is, has many, many wonderful things inside of it. If an ordinary person reads Bhagavatam, they will think it is like milk. And then they would think it is very nourishing. It is a literary masterpiece. Wonderful Sanskrit composition, a poetic nature, a beautiful narrative, some philosophy. The scholars will appreciate Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes, they will say, admit, of all the Puranas and of all the other Vedic literatures, if we were to compare, this is like milk. It's very rich. In the Puranic literature, the Bhagavatam is supreme from an objective point of view in terms of its content. Any scholar will tell you. doesn't have to be a devotee. So they can see Bhagavatam is like milk. Then there are spiritual people, jnanis. 
They also sometimes study Srimad Bhagavatam. Because they find oh, it's very nice. They like milk. They go inside of it a little bit. They find inside of the milk there's butter. Hmm. But if you churn that, you can get something else. Get butter from that. Oh, then you can taste that sweet butter. Means by studying Srimad Bhagavatam, drinking the milk of Srimad Bhagavatam, they can go inside of it and get something. They can get something. Maybe they can get mukti, liberation, by the grace of Srimad Bhagavatam. But Vishnu Bhaktas, devotees of Vishnu, they study the Srimad Bhagavatam, that milk of Srimad Bhagavatam. They'll find the cream and they'll find ghee. <laughs> The essence of the of the butter, Guru Vaikuntha, and appreciate Krishna as the incarnation of Narayan, and misunderstand Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam. But if a Gaudiya Vaishnav goes inside Simon Bhagavatam, the milk of Simon Bhagavatam, you churn out the butter, turn the butter into ghee, hmm? enter into the spiritual world, and then from milk and butter and ghee he makes Raskul and Sandesh and curd and so many sweets and <laughs> so many things. He can draw from Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the standard of our acharyas. If you go to Brindavan, many people uh, hold sessions, discussion on Srimad Bhagavatam. It doesn't matter what sampradaya they're in. They will recite from the commentaries of Sanatana Goswami and Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, our Gaudi acharyas. What they are able to draw from Srimad Bhagavatam, even Vyas himself, who authored the Bhagavatam, is astounded by that. Vyas may know the meaning, he may not. But these Goswamis, they're actually players in the Leela of, of Bhagavatam, which is the essence of the text, the tenth canto. Oh, so coming to earth in their Sadaka Deha, in their Gore Leela. Deha, like we talked about last night. Oh, they revealed so much from Srimad Bhagavatam. So this, Krishna Kaviraj Goswami says, this Krishna Leela, this is the essence of uh, Amrit, and it's flowing in all directions, in hundreds of streams. So therefore, difficult to understand what is Krishna Leela, even for the gods. But then he says another thing, Se Chaitanya Leela Hai, Sarovara Akshoy Manohamsa Charahatahate He says But Chaitanya Lila He says that is like Sarovara Akshay An unlimited lake From which these streams Of Krishna Lila Rivers of Krishna Lila Are flowing in all directions He says Oh May my, the swan of my mind Swim in the lake Of Gorlila if Krishna Leela is difficult to understand, what to speak of Gaur Leela? We think of Gaur Leela as a means to enter Krishna Leela, and it is. But it has a life of its own also. And that is super extraordinary. It is hinted at in the Vishwanath Stotram and in, in the supplementary song here that we've sung in Bengali by his disciple, Krishnanas. He's taken the Leela, as I said, and discussed it in Vishwanathan verses according to different times of the day in the Leela. He says, although the gods and goddesses 
can't fathom it, can't understand Gorlila. Nonetheless, Swabhaktu Vihita Saanyar Yasyalabhyate. Great devotees relish it. Swabhaktu Vihita and Saanyar. Other people, means us. Ordinary people can also access it. Implication is by taking shelter of those devotees who relish it. So let us take shelter of Vishwana Chakravita. Let us take shelter of his disciple Krishna Das. By way of trying to discuss this song, we're singing this song now daily. I've been to do it here in the morning. We sing it three times a day before each class. Let me go through the first three uh, stanzas: the Nishantalila, Pratalila, Purvanalila. From three thirty in the morning till ten ten forty-eight in the in the mid-morning. He says, Nishi Sheshe Ghora Ghumera Avesha Shayana Palanko Pare Nishi Shesh means at, Nishi means night, Shesh means at the end. Nishi Shesha Ghora. Ghora, at the end of the night, Ghora Ghumera Avesh. He is Avesh, means absorbed in sleeping. At the end of night, but it is a mystic sleep. Prabhupada used to refer to sleeping as resting, not going into ignorance, taking a little rest, resting the body, but alive and awake inside, conscious inside. So Gaur is like that, mystic sleep. It's like Vishnu's sleep, we call yoga nidra, the yoga of sleep. That one has not yet been uh, popularized. <laughs> we have the copyright on that one. <laughs> Yoga Nidra. <laughs> uh, sleeping Yoga. <laughs> this is very esoteric. <laughs> yes. It means it will put to sleep your material life once and for all. This Leela takes place during the Brahma Muhurta. Brahma Muhurta means that time in the morning it is most auspicious, spiritual. The sadaka rises at that time. Gaur's Leela begins at 3.30 in the morning. The sadaka is up to participate in, in the Brahma Muhurta. It's a little painful for him to get up. But he gets up because he knows bringing you the end of all pain. The pain of the, of the state of waking consciousness Consciousness is in, uh, manifests in different dimensions. In waking, sleeping, deep sleep, and beyond. The fourth. That beyond is the transcendental life. And our normal state is the waking state. When the senses are in touch with sense objects, and we are identifying our life with the body, and the senses, demands. So put a sleep to that. This is what Brahma Muhurta is about. To awake at that time, take the pain, some struggle, some pain. We put, uh, when I was a brahmachari, a little enthusiastic, I was, I, I, I wrote, actually, I was a householder when I joined, and I lived across the street, because uh, I was married when I, when I joined Prabhupada. I lived across the street from the temple, but I was there for all of the functions. And I used to ride on my window, uh, not on my window, on my mirror. Sleep is death. I heard Prabhupada say, sleep is death. I wrote it on my mirror. So I'd get up in the morning and I would see that. Sleep is death. 
and I was a little sleep deprived <laughs> in those days. But I, I used my waking energy very, very wisely. So we should rise early in the morning. Zanukul is favorable for bhakti. It may not be favorable to my mind and senses, but it's good for me. Rise early and you think like this. Let me put an end to this waking consciousness. I'm usually waking as if life is now starting. My senses are becoming active, calling on me, things to do. But early in the morning, then, most people are asleep. What does Bhakti Vinod say? Jeev jago, jeev jago, go chandra gole, udila arana purvabhage. Everyone else is sleeping for the most part, but the sadhaka is awake early. If, they, if you tell them, okay, we get up at 3.30, oh my God, I don't go to bed till 3 o'clock. <laughs> up so early. I think it's shocking. But at that time, most of the world is asleep. So it's even difficult for your senses to get too active. There's no good shows on the TV at that time. You just get that bzzz on, on half the channels. <laughs> Stores aren't open yet. Business hasn't started. Hmm? The birds are awake and chirping, they're letting you know it's time to wake up, but for what purpose? Wake up to put an end to this waking consciousness by engaging in serious spiritual practice, which this time of day is conducive for, as I say, in a practical sense, because so many opportunities for the senses are not even available. So you're up there, and what to do with myself? <laughs> I'll chant. <laughs> I'll read. I hear and chant about Krishna. This is the idea. And we will think Mahaprabhu at this time is waking. He's absorbed in sleep, but that is a mystic sleep. He's actually fully conscious. He's lying on Palankopare, Shayana Palankopare. Palankopare is a Bengali word. It means a very fancy bed, a very beautiful bed with silk sheets and so forth, and canopy. And there he lies. And Krishna says, Jibarek Shobha. He says, If anybody in the world sees this, if you're up early, you might get a glimpse. Think about these things and chant Hare Krishna. You get some glimpse. He says, Once seen this. Jebarek means once. Just once. Getting a, a vision of this pastime where Lord Gore is lying on his bed absorbed in his mystic sleep, then you will think life without this is not worth living. You will think, put an end to this, this breathing of the bellows of the blacksmith like we talked about last night. Give my life meaning. Infuse it with Krishna Bhakti, Gaur Bhakti. Mahabhu is absorbed in sleep, mystic sleep, and he's fully awake to what? Deeply in the trance of bhakti, he's fully awake to Krishna Leela. You cannot participate in, think about, remember Gaur Leela and not remember Krishna Leela. Because Gaur is Krishna and Gaur is appearing as devotee of Krishna, absorbed in Krishna. So where is he? How is he absorbed at this time? This is a extraordinary information. You come before the deity of Gaur in the morning, by the grace of Vishwanath, Chakravati Thakur, we can know what he's thinking in the morning. 
does not help you, then how to serve him? You have to think like this. Gaur at this time, he's sleeping. Where is he? In his sleep. He's thinking of Radha Krishna's Nishantalila. And where are they? They're in a kunj, in a forest grove. Of the dancing in Rasa all night long, making the divine love, they fall asleep on a flower bed. And all the sakis and mandaris also fall asleep. But that Brinda Devi, Brinda Gopi, forest nymph, who is like an expansion of Yogamaya, Brindaban is named after her. Brindaban, the one of Brinda, Tulsi. She's manifest in Vaikuntha as Tulsi. In Brindaban, full of Tulsi plants, but she makes her appearance personified as the forest gopi. And arranging all the flowers and fruits for Krishna Leela and so many pastimes for Radha and Krishna. And so she she's in charge of the forest. So she tells the parrots and the peacocks and other birds, start start chanting, start chirping. She initiates that. So here in the morning sometime you can hear a rooster half a mile away. Have you heard? I want to get some peacocks. Can hear Brinda Devi waking them. You think, oh, Brinda Devi has woken the roost. She wants to wake Radha and Krishna. Why? Because they've got to get home before the sun comes up, or it will be known that they are out together at night. This is parakya, very high idea, the love of Radha and Krishna. So they wake up, the parrots are chirping, and in Mahaprabhu's room, then, in the house of Jagannath Mishra, Sachimata, he has his room, Vishnu Priya has a room, Mahaprabhu is sleeping, and the parrots are, are singing. Parrots sing like, uh, like this, Bangsidhari Jagatnari, Chittahari Chasharike. The male parrot says, Oh, just see that Madan Mohan. Krishna, he's so attractive. Bangsidhari, he plays his flute. And Chittahari, he steals the minds of all beautiful women. And the gopis in particular. Jiyan Madana Mohana. Oh, victory to Madan Mohan. Wake up, Gauda. Chant Hare Krishna. And the female parrot will, will, will say something. Well, wait a minute. Let me add something to that. Let me make an editorial comment, she says. Radha Shange Jadhavati. So when, when this Madan Mohan is standing next to Radha, Tada Madan Mohana, at that time he can be called the charmer of Cupid. At that time he, he, he can conquer Cupid. Krishna is Cupid conquering. In other words, the love of Krishna is such that the love of this world will be conquered by that. So, yes, he's Madan Mohan. He conquers love. But she says, the female parrot, only when he's standing next to Radha. Yes, he, he conquers over everyone else. That's true. But he himself is bewildered by her. Radha, Madana Mohita. Radha bewilders him. So, what is her position? In this way, they are chanting. Mahaprabhu is absorbed in the uh, Nishantalila of Radha and Govinda. He wakes up to this on his bed. What is his bed? That is Nityananda Prabhu, Shesh, Anantasesh, expansion of Balram, 
the bed, the canopy, as we sing in the morning. What do we sing? Dvijamani Bhakshe Tava Jalamala Sutra. What is the next line? Paduka Paraye Dware Ar Atopatra. The thread around Mahaprabhu's chest, the umbrella over his head that the devotees will carry for him in the sun, the shoes that he walks on, from top to bottom and in the middle, all manifestations of Nityananda Prabhu, serving Gauranga Mahaprabhu. From this we should understand. There is no possibility of understanding Gauranga Mahaprabhu, what to speak of Radha Govinda, without getting the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu. It is just not possible. Nitai Prabhu is so close to Mahaprabhu, so dear to him, never separated from him for a moment, and always in serving position. In some way or another, in some expansion of himself, he's there with Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Nitai Pran. Nitai Pran, the very life of Mahaprabhu, is Nityananda Prabhu. If we want to get, understand this kind of lila, we have to take shelter of him. We have to pray, Arukobe Nitai Chandar Karuna Hoive. Nityananda Prabhu expands the whole of the material existence through his own expansions and the whole field of pastimes, the place of pastimes for the Lord. This is Sandini Shakti. He expands the whole material world. He can free us from that material world. Krishna Daskabira says, uh, Bhakta Abhiman Se Balarami the bhakti abhiman, the ego of a devotee, this ego we want, I'm a devotee, I'm a servant. The source of this is Nityananda Prabhu, Balaram. And all the angsas, everything that em everyone and everything that emanates from him, that means Vibhinangsa, Shangsa, means the living entities and all incarnations, they all have in them the serving ego because he's the source of it. And he's the source of those expansions, so they all have it. We have the serving ego inside of us. And it comes from him, and he will do more than anyone else to bring it out. Sometimes it's said, the Guru is the manifestation of Balaram, Nitai, Kripalvatar. Krishna coming to us in a localized way. In that sense, that manifestation of Krishna is most important to us. From the Guru, we, have, we truly understand Krishna. So we should understand Nityananda Prabhu like this. And we should pray to him. How could we understand Gorlila without Nityananda Prabhu? What is the principal uh, shastras through which we know about Gorlila? Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chaitanya Charitamrita. What does Vrindavan Das Thakur say? He wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavat. He said, Antaryami Nityananda, Bolilakkutuke, Chaitanya Charitra, Nityananda Prabhu, within my heart, Antaryami, Kotuku, Balila Kotuka, very happily and joyfully, which is his nature, he told me that these pastimes about Lord Chaitanya, the character and pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, he said, Likite Pushtake, you should write about that. It's not an ordinary book. He says, from within my heart, Nityananda appeared as the Antarayami, super soul. And in a happy mood, he told me, write about the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. This is the kind of authorization we should have for writing transcendental literature. Not for our own uh, prestige, 
but in, in service to the spiritual authorities from above our head to get some blessing to do this kind of work. He had it in a big way. So to whom do we owe that Chaitanya Bhagavad in one sense, Nityananda Prabhu? And Vrindavan Das is makes it abundantly clear. Nityananda Prabhu is his Ishtadevata, his deity. And what about Chaitanya Charitamrita then? Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has also explained, this book came about by the grace of Nityananda Prabhu. In my house, my brother's house where I was living, Nityananda Prabhu was offended. My brother did not consider Nityananda Prabhu important, but he thought Lord, Lord Chaitanya was. He said, Krishna has covered, this is like the logic of half a hen. Do you know the half hen logic? Half hen logic is, hmm, I have a hen, and from this hen I can get eggs. I can sell the eggs and I can make money. So from one hole in the hen I get money, but there's another hole, the mouth, and that costs money. I have to put feed in. <laughs> so, uh, I will, intelligent thing, logical thing to do, cut off the head. <laughs> then I won't have to put any money in, and I can just get money out. <laughs> this is not very smart. Hmm? Not very well thought out. So to respect Gaur, but not Nityananda Prabhu, you don't know, you, you get nothing. Worse than nothing. You invoke the displeasure of Gaur. To what lengths Gore went in the Leela to point out the importance of Nityananda Prabhu. On so many occasions he taught the devotee, because Nityananda Prabhu was rather unorthodox in his behavior. We've heard so many times. Mahaprabhu told him the other night when we were reading in Chaitanya Mangal, what did he say? You act like a madman or like a little child half the time. You're very unorthodox in your behavior. Yes, I know. Nityananda Prabhu said, but I know who you are, so what do you expect? Hmm? <laughs> I'm a full-grown man by imagining like a coward boy. In relation to you, and that's what you are. Yes, I know that, but anyway, that's, that's between you and me. <laughs> hmm? Meanwhile, right, I'll cover for you. I'll make explanation explanation for you. The devotee should not misunderstand you. Krishnadas Kaviraj's brother misunderstood, and he fell down from his spiritual standards. And when he saw Krishnadas Kaviraj that his, that his brother had offended Nityananda Prabhu, he left the house. He said, I'd rather be homeless. And that night, Nityananda Prabhu came to him in a dream and told him, go to Brintaba and there you'll find all valuable things. Nityananda Prabhu gave him the access to actually enter Brindavan. Chandera <coughs> When Nityananda Prabhu gives us a shelter, his shelter, free from samsara, with a clean heart, then, what does Narutam say? Vishaya Chariya Kobe Shuddhahave Maan. When this Vishaya Chariya, when we, Chariya means, Chariya means give up. When you give up this Vishaya, this enjoying spirit, heart having been cleansed by Nityananda Prabhu, Vishaya Chariya, Lochan says, Se Rase Majiya. <laughs> Another verse. Give up this uh, sense gratification, then you can chant Gornitananda very happily. Or Narutam says, and you can enter into Vrindavan. So Nityananda Prabhu gave the, this passage to Krishna Das. And when he got there in Vrindavan, eh, 
Madan Mohan Deity gave his garland and the devotees told him, means all the senior devotees, Goswamis, you write about Chaitanya Leela. So through Nityananda's grace, Kabiraj Goswami has come to Vrindavan and been authorized to author Chaitanya Charitamrita. So both these grantas, books, scriptures about Mahaprabhu, from which we know everything about him that we can know without practicing in book form, I said, well, all these books, they're just like, like outline, just like an outline only to the book of life. And well, one page is there, is your name on it, if you look carefully. And then you will write the story of your life in Krishna Leela. That is what sadhana is about, and Bhava Bhakti is about, writing the story. Sadhana Bhakti is like finding the page, getting the pen. And Bhava Bhakti means writing the story. So something we know from these books, and by the grace of Nityananda Prabhu, and we know from them more than anything else, we should practice Krishna consciousness. We should take this up. We should not pass this by, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami said, having heard this, if you do not take advantage, better you never lived at all. To have lived and not taken advantage of this, having heard about it, better you didn't live at all. You'd be better off. Do this by the grace of Nityananda Prabhu. So much he's giving about Gorlila. So we should pray to him. He's Balaram. He has big, long arms, powerful. Ram, Ramo, Mahabaho. The cowards make him a challenge. Oh, Balaram, you have big arms. You're very strong, it appears, but we've never seen you exhibit any strength. Thus far, Krishna has killed so many demons, and you have not done anything, and you're Dauji. You're the older brother. Now in Taiwan, nearby, there are some very sweet fruits, tall fruits, and the aroma of those fruits is spreading throughout the brudge. And Krishna will not be happy if we don't eat those fruits. He likes to see us eat those fruits. Therefore, we challenge you, why don't you go there, show us your strength, because some demons, Denukasura, in the shape of, a, of an ass, is protecting those, keeping those to himself. Let's see if you can defeat him. If Ram is challenged like this by his friends, coward friends, you think he will not respond to that challenge? This is Sakirasa. They're always challenging one another and mock fighting. <laughs> so he heard, I'll show you. His eyes became red. Off he went. No cowards excited. Krishna following along, Ram arrived at Talwan and took the Dinakasur, wheeled him around, and one after another, all the, him and all of his associates were finished. Such an anartha, finished. Then we can taste the fruits. So we should challenge Nityananda Prabhu like this. You have inside information who he is. Oh, Nityananda, you, they say you are very strong. Can you pull me out of Maya? <laughs> <laughs> See how stuck I am. And I've heard about Gore, your Lord. I know about him. Still, I don't take advantage. You come to me in the form of my guru and I don't pay attention to him even. Pull me out with your long, strong arms. I challenge you. Can you do it? Only then you'll be known as the strong cowherd and the real servant of Goranga Mahaprabhu. Yes, you delivered Jagai and Madai. That was centuries ago. Hmm? They were bad people. That's true. 
But today, things are much worse. They came from Brahmin families, good families, but they committed sinful activities. Therefore, they were so bad. But I'm, a, I'm an initiated devotee of Chaitanya Mahabharu, and I don't take advantage. What is my position? What things I do? This is a challenge. Pull me out. I implore you. He has the power. You have to pray like that. And Nityananda Prabhu will deliver you. If you see, I have real, you, have, you have real interest in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I want to give my life to Mahaprabhu. But it's difficult. Call on him. Oh, he will say, you want to give your life to Gauranga Mahaprabhu? You're purchased by me then. I'll be there to support you. So we should pray to Nityananda Prabhu like this, feelingly, sincerely. When you get up in the morning, you think about this. How Mahaprabhu is served in every way by Nityananda Prabhu. As his bed, as his umbrella, as a canopy, his shoes, his Brahmin thread. A devotee told me, I like uh, Balaram very much. I said, you should know who Balaram is. You may like, but do you know how Balaram is serving Krishna? How Nitai is serving Gaur? That is knowing him. And knowing that, then you serve him. That you know what is a serving ego if you like Balaram. If you like Balaram, then you must like the serving ego. It comes from him. Don't try to enjoy Balaram. Oh, I like Balaram. It's very nice. No. <laughs> put, your, put it into, into action, your words into action. He has great power to help us. He wants to help us. It is said that Mahaprabhu gave Krishna a prema to anyone who asked, and Nityananda Prabhu gave to the people who didn't ask or refused. So, at this time in the morning, Nityananda Prabhu is present. And at this time also, he's, uh, he, he actually comes to Mahaprabhu's house in the courtyard. Just like we sing, Nitai bhai chale ase tobe shuklam bhar hase sab narma shivasa sridhar Nityananda Prabhu comes, shuklam bhar comes, sridhar comes. Shivas comes. So many devotees come. But these three devotees, they are all in uh, uh, some form of Sakyarasa. Shuklambar is uh, Sudama Vipra, the friend of Krishna from Mathura. Sridhar is uh, a gopa of Vrindavan, intimate associate of Nityananda Prabhu. Shivas Thakur. Who is Shivas Thakur? We say it's incarnation of Narada. Does Narada have any representation in Krishna Leela? Who reminds the Brajbasis of Narada? Uddhav? No, he's a Uddhavas in Dwarka. Who reminds the Brajbasis of Narada? You don't know. Maru Mangal, the Brahman amongst the cowherds, Krishna's friend. <laughs> when he appeared in Vrindavan with Purnamasi, he said, oh, he, he looks just like Narada. Learned in every way. He lives either in Purnamasi's house, that they made a hut along the bank of the Jumuna, or mostly he stays in Krishna's own house, Nanda Maharaj's house. So Srivast Thakur has some connection with Madhu Mangal. He's a Priyanarmasaka, a kind of friend who knows all about the romantic life of Krishna, very concerned to help Krishna in those affairs. So Nityananda Prabhu is coming. All these devotees are coming. And when we think of this, then we think, oh, in Krishna Leela also. 
Nitya Nanda Prabhu wakes all the cowards by blowing his buffalo horn. Time to get up and come and meet Krishna, to wake up Krishna. So at this time in the Nishantalila of Gaur, Nityananda Prabhu is coming. And Mahaprabhu wakes at the behest of, of Sachi. Elderly ladies like Malani, uh, Sita Thakurani, they all assemble. Beautiful Artik is performed. Then Mahaprabhu speaks with Vishnu Priya Devi. What do they talk about? She says, where have you been all night? Mahaprabhu has been out all night. Vishnu Priya is, is very intimate with Mahaprabhu, no doubt. But there are things that sh about him. He's got a life, another life. <laughs> he has another life. And she can't entirely enter there. There is a life of Gorgadadhar in Kirtan Rasa at Srivasangam. What they talk about. Sri Vishnu Priya Rasa Katham. Vishwana Chakvati Thakur says, oh, they, they, he, Mahaprabhu wakes and engages in very confidential talks with Vishnu Priya, very deep talks. Lakshmi, Rukmini, they cannot enter the Rasa dance. Vishnu Priya Devi is a devoted wife of Mahaprabhu. But what is the mellows of his Radha Bhav that she's a little bit distanced from that? In this way, Mahaprabhu wakes in the morning, either in his own house or sometimes after Kirtan at Shivas Takusa, he may fall asleep there in the, in the gardens and awake there. In that instance, then, through Ramada will perform the Arctic. Then, Krishna Das says, next Leela, Prabhata Jagiya Nija Parikara Vichita Angone Vasi. This is sent at six in the morning. You can become acquainted with this. You should become acquainted with this. This will help you to remember Krishna, remember Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You think, oh, if I can perfect my sadhaka deha, I can enter into the Gaur Leela, and from there I can surely find my Siddhadeya in Krishna Leela. As a young Brahmin, servant of my Guru, remembering all these pastimes, it's possible. He says, Prabhate Jagiya Nija Parikara Veshtita Angane Vasi. Mahaprabhu rises up and Nija Parikara, all of his devotees now are assembled. Like millions and millions of cowherds have come to Krishna's Nandamaraj's courtyard. So millions and millions of Gaur Bhaktas have come to assemble in the courtyard of Jagannath Misha's house. And they're singing, Kotai Krishna, Kotai Krishna. Uta, Uta, where are you, Krishna? Where are you, Krishna? Wake up, wake up. The cowards are sleeping all night till, till about six in the morning. They hear Balram's bugle, his buffalo horn, they all come. Assemble at the, uh, at the house and they're stomping their feet and they want to go out and cowherd with Krishna. Where's Krishna? Get up. And some intimate friends like Madhu Mangal, Subal, they'll go into Krishna's bedroom and help to interpret some of the signs that he's been with Radha in the night in another way for the elders like Yasoda, Rohini and so forth. Normally Krishna wears a yellow, but he has a blue scarf. It means he got mixed up in a love affair. He took Radha's dress, she took his dress. So these kind of cowherds, they have to intervene and translate that in another way. So the elders won't suspect 
<laughs> these kind of affairs Mahaprabhu is thinking about as he rises in the morning. And there's the courtyard there, and just like we sing in the morning, it's so many, like, like, a, like a jewel, like a jewel amongst a string of pearls. So many devotees, like a string of pearls surrounding him, and he's the crown jewel, the jewel in the center of, of, of a locket. So charming, so beautiful. He rises up, and Krishna says, Jagajana mana hilaya hariya hiyate takaye pashi. This is very wonderful, he says. Jagajana mana. The minds of everybody in the whole world, Jagajana mana, the jana of the people, their minds, the whole world is conquered, hilaya hariya, completely conquered and enchanted by him, by Gore. He has such power. His beauty, his charm. And he enters into the hearts of those who are charmed by this and protects them. So then he gets up, he brushes his teeth and other such things. Krishna says, Where does he go? He goes then to the Ganga to take bath. And Krishna Leela, oh, at this time in the morning, in the Gantas of Krishna Kaviraj and Vishwana Chakabitaka were describing Krishna Leela, the bath of Radha is very extensively explained, attended by all of her assistants. She's been woken up, and they're attending to her bath and dressing her, and Mahabrabhu is bathing in the Ganga, and his assistants are t attending to him. A Brahmin boy who's perfected himself, will come and bring some water. He brings some sandalwood paste, some oil for the hair of Mahaprabhu, and a brush. And the Guru Devu say, brush his hair. He will come forward and brush his hair. Bring some oil, scented oil, massage him in this way. Then <laughs> they all come back to the house, and Radha is moving from her house to Krishna's house. Now, why is Radha coming to Krishna's house? She's married to Abhimanyu. How can she come to another man's house? But how can she come to cook? Yes, she's coming to cook, but how can she cook for another man when she has her own husband to cook for? Because Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mai, they're the king and the queen of, of all the cowherds in Vrindavan. And so, Abhimanyu's mother, Radha's mother-in-law, she's subordinate to the queen, of Vrindavan. Jatila is her name. And Mother Yasoda insists, I'm the queen, this is my son, and your daughter, Vishabhanu's daughter, Vishabhanu and Kirtita's daughter, who's been married to Abhimanyu, is now living in Abhimanyu's house, and Jatila, her mother-in-law, is uh, being a mother-in-law. And... Uh, <laughs> very uh, uh, much uh, uh, nosy about what's going on with uh, my daughter. Is she good enough, daughter-in-law, is she good enough for my son? This kind of thing. <laughs> but Radharani got a blessing from the mystic Duras that whatever she cooked would be like nectar. So as the queen of Vrindavan, Yashoda Mai insists that Radha has a special blessing, therefore she has to cook for my son. Okay. Yeah, they make a special arrangement, but she cannot go alone. So Jatila finds a trusted 
assistant of Radha, who brings herself forward. I'll go. I'll go along and make sure that snake like Krishna doesn't, black snake Krishna doesn't devour her, who's not married yet, that fellow. Oh, very good. She can go under your protection. Of course, that gopi has no intention of protecting Radha from Krishna. <laughs> the Jatila has simply been duped, that's all. This way, Radha was coming to the house of, of Krishna after her bath, and Mahaprabhu was coming to his house. What's Mahaprabhu going to do in his house? There, Vishnu Priya Devi's cooking, under the direction of Sachi and uh, uh, Malani and uh, Sita Thakurani, cooking so many nice things, so many preparations. And in Krishna's house, Radha is cooking. So many things. Yashoda is thinking, Krishna must eat Radha's cooking. Not only is it like nectar, it's like nectar means it's Amrit. It means it gives him power to conquer death. That's why, others may think otherwise, but I know why he comes back safely every day from the forest, from cow herding, even when sometimes he's harassed by demons, formidable, powerful, he's able to defeat them because he's eating the cooking of Radha. And it's Amrit. The sage has given a blessing that her cooking will bring immortality. So Radha is cooking. And Krishna's friends are all present. So many of them, especially his intimate friends. And in Mahabharata's Leela, they are all associated there. Maybe Radha will recite the Bhagavatam for all of the devotees. And they'll talk about this kind of Leela. Radha is cooking and Krishna is trembling. That he wants to do Radha Kirtan. Kirtan of Radhanam. But he can't do that in his father's house. Sing the name of Radha in love. That's not possible. So he calls his parrot, gives his parrot a long sloka in glorification of Narayan, in which Narayan is compared to, to a great mountain. Dhara Dhara means mountain. The parrot fumbles and can't pronounce the whole thing. So he says, okay, just say Dhara Dhara. Dhara, try it. Dara, 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 Dara. This way, Radha, Radha, Radha. He's chanting, and Krishna's so happy to hear that. Hmm? <laughs> and Madhu Mangal comes and says, Oh, uh, Krishna says, Where have you been, my friend? Well, we went to the cow shed earlier this morning. Did you see my wrestling sports? How expert I was at pinning Sridham? And uh, he says, Malimongo says, I'm better than you. But anyway, I was uh, in, uh, acquiring some very important information. I learned a great science. What is that? Astrology. What is the benefit of that? He says, omniscience. Then Krishna says, you have omniscience? Then tell me, what is on my mind? Malimongo says, you think I can just, like that? I have to do, make the chart. <laughs> I have to draw the chart to think a little bit about it. Then he says, oh, I know what it is. In your mind, you have a desire. You are envisioning a beautiful, fair-complected swan swimming on a lake. And you want to capture that swan, and you want to know if you will be successful. Krishna said, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> will I be successful? He says, oh, uh, I have to meditate on that. <laughs> hmm? He's speaking secret language. That lake is Radhakund, the lake of Radha. The swan is Radha. Krishna wants to know, will he be successful in capturing her later in the day? He says, only by the help of one branch. You go by the branch of a tree, Vishaka. 
Shakaltu means tree. It's also the name of one of Radha's intimate gopis. If you take shelter of a shaka from a tree, looking into the lake, I think you can coax her and capture that swan. Krishna is very, oh, he's now very enthused. This is, a, this is you see, the affairs of Radha and Krishna, especially at Radha Kund, and we'll speak about that later today. They are very, very special, very, very esoteric. So these affairs, even in Krishna Leela, are talked about secretly, with what regard we should speak about them in this world. In secret language, Madhu Mangal is telling all these things. Yes, I think you'll be successful, and I'll be helping you in every way to meet with Radha. So these kind of pastimes, these kind of topics will come up in the discussion of Bhagavatam, the house of Jagannath Mishra, as Vishnu Priya is cooking. And then Mahaprabhu, he, Nija Griha Gana Sahaja Bhojana, Kotuka. In a very sporting way, they will all take prasad. They will enjoy the breakfast. Just like Krishna sitting around the breakfast table and Bhakti Vinod Thakur is given a song. You know that song is, uh, he gives, Shri Gaurahari Sohi Goshtabihari Bhajja Bhakata Bhatsala Shri Gaurahari And then he explains the whole of this breakfast leela. What preparations Radha has prepared? So many delicacies, so many extraordinary vegetable preparations and rices and sweets and so forth. All these things are talked about in that song of Bhakti Vinod. Very beautiful. And what kind of eating then? Madhu Mangal says, Krishna has a small appetite. And Balaram thinks he's very strong, but he doesn't eat much. Pass all that to my way. Give me those rices and curries and sweets. I'm a connoisseur of rasa, he said. Balaram will ask him, what do you know about rasa? So people have different opinions about rasa. Some say there are nine, some say there are twelve, some say there's eight. I say there are six. There are six rasas. And I relish them all. I'm a rasika, I relish them all. When I eat, I touch the food. Six means my five senses in the mind. By thinking about it, I become ecstatic. If I don't get it, I, I shed tears of the ecstasy. <laughs> Satvika bhavs come. When I see it coming on the platter, my hair stand on end. <laughs> the business of a Brahmin is twofold, to eat and to speak about Krishna. Uh, Madhu Mongol, mostly eating. <laughs> but he's also speaking in very, very charming ways to Krishna. He's a bogus Brahmin in one sense. <laughs> Subal says, you're a Brahmin only with a th because you've got a thread, that's all. You're just wearing a thread. That's the only kind of Brahmin you are. You're just an enjoyer. No, I'm a Rasika. In this way, they have a very... The, the, this word here is used, Kotuka. Kotuka means like very playful and sportive. In the morning, Nanda Maharaj is in the cow shed still, tending to the cows. So when he's not present, the boys can be a little more boisterous. And similarly, Yashodamai, he can show more affection to Krishna in terms of making him eat more, eat more, eat more. Radhika has taken great effort to prepare this. Eat more. Eat this. You have to become strong. You've eaten nothing practically. In Nanamar's presence in the dinner time, she'll be a little more reserved. And similarly, Madhu Mongol's jokes will be a little bit more subdued. But at this time, very playful. And Krishna says, use an appropriate word, kotuka. They have their bhojan. They're eating uh, very playfully. And then Mahaprabhu takes some rest. So these are the first two 
I wanted to speak about the third, but we've gone over the limit for this time. So, any questions? We'll continue in the afternoon with the Puvana Lila. Yes? You said that the Nityananda Prabhu is about the serving ego. He's the source of the serving ego. And then it is said that Mahaprabhu said that Jiva Sarupa is Nitya Krishna Das. Nitya Krishna Das. Everyone is serving the Krishna. Then it also said that, our Prabhupada has said that everyone, our nature is to serve. We cannot separate it. So the serving ego comes from Nityananda Prabhu. That other ego, that material ego, which even common people have, a little serving ego. Where does that come from? That is the distortion. In relation to when the jiva comes in touch with material nature, then ahankar, that aspect of material nature, takes over. That is a completely foreign thing. It's actually ahankar is, an, is the enjoying spirit, but the fact is that when we try to enjoy material nature, we actually become we're actually subordinate to it. We're not superior to it. So we're really serving it in a, in, in a sense, and it's a manifestation of material nature, which is comes from Krishna. We're really subordinate to, we're serving the material nature, but we're not conscious of it. So we're thinking ourselves to the enjoyer. That is the hunkar. We can't change our position. We're actually a servant. So in ignorance, then we will serve material nature, but we'll think we're the enjoyer. But the ego of being a servant, that is deep within us. That is the real self. And in connection with the Vaishnav, Guru Parampara, then some detail, specifics, with relation to our serving disposition, they will manifest through sadhana bhakti. Another question? So, all right, we'll stop there. Then the next program is at noon. We have Artik. Then we'll have a further discussion of these pastimes and initiation and... Continue the day in this way, remembering Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Shri Gaurpuni Mahamotsvatiti ki jai, Gaur Bhaktavinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Gaur Bhaktavinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande.